0: And you are joining us for episode four of Cocktails and Complaints, where I have an anonymous guest every Friday. Well, now it's Saturday. You're joining us for a special episode of Cocktails and Complaints. It's Patty's Day. So we're a little extra extra tipsy. We've gotten into the cups. So I have a very special guest with me. Guest, would
1: you like to introduce yourself? Top of the morning to you, Mary. <laughs> uh, my name is uh, Max Power. Uh, I am not Irish, but on a day like today, I am happy to be uh, three sheets to the wind and ready to complain a whole lot.
0: Oh, absolutely. A little drop of the pure and we're ready. So if you're not Irish, what are you?
1: Oh, just kind of the whole like Eastern European soupy mix, like, you know. You know when on the Statue of Liberty, Mm -hmm. we're talking about like the wretched refuse of your teeming shores? Yeah. That's me, just like all those immigrants. It's like, here (laughs) you go. Welcome, America. We got like all those countries, (laughs) but now you're American, and that's us. All
0: right, sounds good. And Max Power, what are you drinking?
1: Uh, I have been drinking uh, beer all day long. (laughs) I've been drinking uh, right now a slow ride IPA. Jesus. From the Oasis Brewing Company in Austin, Texas.
0: Okay. You got that money, though. Okay. God. You could just tell uh, us you have a good salary. It's fine.
1: Not quite. I could complain about that, but I don't want to get too political. <laughs> so don't worry about it.
0: Uh, I made homemade hard lemonade again. I don't know why I keep doing it, but it's better than that shitty Mike's hard lemonade that all the 20 year olds drink.
1: If it works, it works. So. It,
0: oh, and it does work, sir It does work <laughs> um, Okay, so Max Power, welcome to Cocktails and Complaints I'm going to hand this over to you For the very first one Would you like to file a complaint?
1: I would love to file a complaint okay. um, I think by the time this goes on the radio It might be a little outdated But not to worry Because this happens twice a year, every year And I'm talking about the Daylight Savings Time Time change
0: uh-huh.
1: uh, And here's my complaint Uh, every year and again twice a year you're gonna hear a lot of people complain about the fact that we are either springing forward or falling back and in my mind we should not be doing that at all Mm -hmm. not because we shouldn't be having daylight savings time but excuse me (laughs) we should be having daylight savings time all year round it should always be sprung forward because there is nothing in the world that is worse than getting off work at 5 p.m. or whenever it is, and it is already dark outside. It is probably the worst feeling in the world. And so what does everybody love when it's nice and bright outside? It should be that way all year round, and I am willing to give up dark mornings as a sacrifice. What do you think?
0: Um, Can you imagine how people in Alaska feel about your complaint? They're probably looking, hearing this going, Pussy?
1: Well, here's here's kind of the complaint that I have. I would not exactly say that I'm utilitarian, but <laughs> through the power of Google, um, I have learned that there are less there, – there's only about 700,000 people in Alaska. Okay. And in in quite honesty, they knew what decision they made when they moved there, and they should just understand that it's dark, and they should understand that the rest of us in – sunny california or texas or whatever it is um we we need that sun it's good for the soul it's good for the body and i should not be getting off work when it's already dark outside so daylight savings time all year round i mean
0: is sun really good for you though because when we first moved here it's like oh my god so the town we moved to when we first moved here we used to joke and call it pleasantville because it was sunny every day the cops didn't do i mean the thing that the cops used to do in that little town, not like L.A. where they're actually like curb checking people, they used to take part in the Christmas parade and they would go over the P.A. and wish the whole town, Merry Christmas, everybody, have a safe holiday. Like they were, I knew every cop by their first name. They did not want to be called by officer whatever. It was just like, oh, that's Dan. Oh, that's Lisa. Oh, that's whoever. So we used to call it Pleasantville, but now after four years, I'm like, ugh, got fucking sun again. Like, I'm over sun. We're we're about, we're about had it with the vitamin D. I think it is possible to overdose on vitamin D.
1: So, I mean, what what would your would you rather just be rainy and kind of cloudy and dark? Because no, we I want know a lot seasons. of seasons. People- uh, but I, I think that's not so much a, uh, like, daylight savings. That's, like, a that's just a climate thing, you know? If you were living in, like, Michigan or something, you'd probably have seasons. I think this is, like, a California thing, lack of seasons. Um, I would rather either have seasons or not seasons, but still daytime all year round.
0: No, I, I, I like during the winter, because I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. Legend for but grew up. You did, yeah, yes. Grew up on an island. I liked... In the winter, because we would go to school. We would leave at like 5.30 in the morning. It was pitch black. We'd get out of school at... Because we had a, a winter trimester. Ooh, excuse me, I got a burp. We had a winter trimester, and we would get out of school. Oh, God. Get out there of you go. Off. Yeah, there it is. We'd get out of school early, and by the time we got out, it was pitch black as well. But that made me appreciate spring and summer so much more. I got out a lot more than... You know, I would. It's sunny all year round, so I don't exactly have this eagerness to get outside like I used to. Because I'm like, eh, i will be sunny fucking next week for Christmas. No shit. It was in the 80s for Christmas here.
1: And and I don't see what the complaint is. Like, Mary, <laughs> I mean, maybe we're just coming at this from a different time. You're saying that you need the cloudiness to appreciate the sunniness, which, you know, I kind of appreciate from a philosophical standpoint, but it was just nice all year round, I mean, I think that'd be so much better. All right. Let, let me let me give you one argument because okay. here's what I hear. Okay. Um, is it okay if I – can I out you as a parent on this podcast? Oh, you I've you already argue- talked
0: about my kid. Okay, yeah, perfect.
1: Go so the, the argument that I've heard from so many parents in terms of, all right, here's why daylight savings time is great, is they hate uh, – or like, you know, lack of daylight savings time, standard time. They think, oh, you know, well, it's great in the morning because during daylight savings time, it's so hard to wake our kids up because it's so dark. You know, is that something that you've encountered before? No. Or, no oh, no. great. You got so, the, whole, yeah, no, the whole my thing. So my,
0: my husband, and you know him, he's a little OCD. He, ever since he was a little boy, he just wakes up at 4.30 in the morning regardless. Phoebe has inherited that same goddamn trait, and it doesn't – so daylight savings to me – It doesn't. It doesn't register for me because everyone's up super early, regardless. Like my clock naturally, like when I get up. So we just had daylight savings time, and uh, during the week, Phoebe and I. She's up at five o'clock. Right. And so now she's up at six. It doesn't really. It doesn't register to us. Early is early. If it's before seven a.m., it doesn't matter. It's still dark. It's still really early. It doesn't
1: matter. So I so right. So what I'll say is in the morning it doesn't make a difference. But in the evening, let's (laughs) say you want to take Phoebe for a little walk in the neighborhood, like a little bike ride, that extra sunlight in the evening, like I will go for that, you know, ten times out of ten. And I'm gonna make this argument because I'm a true blue, red blooded American. (laughs) All year daylight savings time would be good for America. For the reasoning. There's going to be no better way to advocate, like, retail spending, you know, getting people out at the restaurants, out at the bars, than having it sunny all year round when people get out from work. They're going to be more likely to say, all right, let's go out to dinner tonight, whereas when it's dark and, you know, awful outside, like when you grew up in the Pacific Northwest, Mm -hmm. they're going to say, I need to go home and watch Frasier, because (laughs) that's all I can basically (laughs) deal with in my life.
0: That's so true. So we should start a petition then, because daylight savings is antiquated. It needs to go. Absolutely.
1: But, no, but, but you got to stay with me here. But it needs to be daylight savings all year round. Okay. It's antiquated because we had a good idea, and now it should always be daylight savings. That's the argument.
0: So then who would we write to? Who would even take that seriously?
1: Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't want to get too political, but I feel like, you know, we've got Nobody? kind of a clown show. Anyone's willing to accept anything in, in D.C. right now. We could probably make it happen if, if we get some positions going. To I mean, we could
0: even take it even one step further deeper. and just get rid of time in general. What is time? Where are we? Are we even here?
1: Oh, so you're <laughs> my only complaint about that: is I get paid every month, and if I don't get paid every month, there's going to be some issues because I got a mortgage to worry about now. So I'm totally wind- willing God, to first get that world Problems? That's out all I'm now. hearing.
0: First world problems.
1: Nah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> well that was a good first complaint. It has been filed and I will write to the appropriate people.
1: Daylight savings time all the time. Put a bow on it. You should do it.
0: You should do it. Okay, my turn. I Alright, so I'm getting ready to take a trip with my dad. Um we are we're gonna stop over in China for twenty four hours and then we're going to Japan. Awesome. Um, we as a family travel a whole bunch. Phoebe for an almost 5-year-old is super well traveled and every time we go to the airport no matter what airport it is, where it is, where I'm going, I always run into just clueless people at TSA.
1: Absolutely Ugh, why? clueless. What's wrong with them? It's
0: just so like as I've gotten older and the more I travel, I've noticed that the way I pack and the way I pack for TSA in particular it's very pared down, very minimal. Like I get in and out, especially now I got that TSA pre check boo. Um, very easy. I want to get in and get out and then it's done. But no matter what, there's always people in front of me that have. I was at DFW just recently and there was this lady that tried to get through with a 16 ounce jar of salsa, a 20 ounce bottle of barbecue sauce, and blah. And she's like, what? No! Girl, you are over fifty years old at least. These rules have been in place for seventeen years, because of two thousand one. There, there should be no fucking shock here, at all. Yeah, she's
1: got no excuse.
0: No, sit down. You should not be able to. Like, she should be on the no-fly list. If you get in line with a sixteen-ounce bottle of anything, you should not be allowed to fly.
1: You're basically a terrorist if you do that. You uh, yeah,
0: I should report her for just being dense. That's all that is. You are about as thick as peanut butter. And then I'll so alternatively, there's the people that get in line and you can tell they don't travel a whole bunch cuz they've got shopping bags and their suitcases and usually what comes with that is bags of fast food and those are the kind of people that wear their neck pillow everywhere. Have you seen that? People that go through I, the airport wearing the pillow like an accessory?
1: I have. Maybe it's just the new thing in, like, Omaha, Nebraska, wherever <laughs> they're from. It's all good.
0: This is out of DFW. <laughs> it's out of DFW.
1: Well, so here, here's what I was going to say. I'm with you all the way, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mary Queen of Knox. The one argument that I'll make for the for the salsa and barbecue sauce lady is maybe they come from some godforsaken state where they don't have good barbecue sauce and salsa like we do in texas um and she just she just needed to stock up but i agree check that in your bags you know i mean i've been through so many checkout lines and because you and i are responsible adults Mm -hmm. and because we don't want to torment the rest of the people in our line you know (laughs) we take the time to prepare but yeah i don't know what's with you that these these special people think that they can just after 17 years not realize that no, you can't, you can't go to Costco and get the giant thing of shampoo and still take it through on your carry-on. It's just, your hair's going to look great, but it's going to look great in Guantanamo or <laughs> wherever it is because that's where they're going to send you. Well,
0: and then to look at the T.S. agents, like, they give a fuck. Like, oh, my God, no, are you serious? The lady that did the salsa, I watched her into, I purposely slowed down my process just so I could watch her because it was fascinating. She had...
1: Can I ask you a question real quick? Did she have the, can I speak to the manager haircut or no?
0: No, she didn't. It was astonishing. And so. Surprise. Tip (laughs) And you know what's funny? It's the women that try to sneak in the big liquids in the small bags. You can kind of tell they come from money. I mean, she had these ostrich turquoise cowgirl boots and a leather tan. And like she got money. She's not hurting for coins. So just check it. But what she did was she was talking to these TSA agents like they give a fuck. She goes, oh, my God. No, are you serious? Oh, no. Are you really? Do you have to? And these are people that probably get paid no more than $9 nothing. an hour. Nothing. Yeah. They have to commute into DFW or LAX. They do not give a shit about your salsa. In fact, they are taking that home as recompense for...
1: <laughs> for dealing with you. Yeah. Man,
0: it's insane. And they're looking at her going... Man, take your shoes off. Like just, I don't care.
1: So, so let's ask the question though. Let's figure this out. What? How do we reach these people? Because those little signs at the airport, after almost two decades, have not reached them. What do we need? Is it like you know? Is it advertisements? Is it? promotional flyers how would you reach these people i would so that think they stop ruining everybody
0: some sort of literature or propaganda that has bright colors ideally rhinestones okay but yeah just i, I
1: understand th- exactly what you're saying
0: yeah just something mm-hmm. super sparkly maybe a cartoon if we had spongebob saying yeah you can't take firecrackers and salsa on a plane that might do it but if you are looking at a sign after 17 years and it says no firecrackers, no liquids, no bombs, which had you realize the bomb picture that they have, it's like an old Acme cartoon bomb, you know that ball with the wick at the top.
1: But but what if Wiley Coyote is trying to get on the plane? That's she the main did, concern. and she
0: yeah, she did try to get on. She had salsa.
1: I mean, you know, I mean, it, it was spicy. You know, I don't know what you want to say. I mean. <laughs>
0: plan I'd like to file is just fucking clueless people at TSA whether it's like shopping bags and fast food with neck pillows or whole jars of condiments guys just check it make it easier for everybody else do us a solid keep it easy that's all I, I want to totally say.
1: agree I'm with you
0: that's all I want to say alright your turn bud what would you like to what would you like to file a complaint about Matt's let, power let
1: me register a complaint because you got me thinking about salsa you got me thinking <laughs> about food I've been drinking um, it got me thinking about possibly the most appetizing food there is, which is grapefruit. Not uh-huh. really. I know the grapefruit is not the most appetizing. But it's let's not. tell you a story about the other day. I was at work, um, and I decided, because I'm trying to be a, uh, a good boy and, you know, eat a healthful fruit, um, I wanted to eat a grapefruit out, you know, at the lunch table in the break room. <laughs> and I had coworkers that looked at me like I had two heads when I began to just... Peel a grapefruit and and eat it at the break room table, um, and the first question asked by my coworkers was, "Well, don't you have a grapefruit knife so that you can cut all of the little sections out of your grapefruit?" What? And my thoughts were, I mean, do you have an orange knife? Like, do you have a clementine <laughs> knife or a lime knife or a lemon knife? Why is grapefruit this mystical citrus that people can't just eat? Because. I, I just don't get it, and it made me think of this whole kind of trend of, let's call it over-specialized kitchen equipment.
0: Okay. Um,
1: there is, I think, this whole industry, which is centered around the idea that in order to operate in the kitchen, because I think most people live in an infomercial, um, <laughs> apparently you need a lot of specialized equipment in order to be able to live your life, because most adults apparently are not capable of peeling a grapefruit and eating it. But I can't. And I'm putting those people in the same category as the salsa people at the airport. I mean, what do you think? Do you have lots of gadgets in your kitchen or what? Um, I do
0: because I'm a foodie, but nothing so esoteric. But, like, nothing so esoteric as a grapefruit knife. Okay, first of all, they're probably giving you those looks like you're not better than us. Because when I think of people who eat grapefruits just for a meal, I think of like the. Did your mom ever eat just like a grapefruit for breakfast with a spoon?
1: I mean, so a little bit. My mom would sometimes eat slices of tomato with pepper on them. And I was like, Mom, I don't get you. That's gross. And I'm still not. I'm still not a slice of tomato with pepper on it person. But, I mean, I I think just my argument is why do some foods get this special treatment? Because orange you just peel and eat. Why can't I just peel and eat grapefruit? But now it's, it's big grapefruit demands that I have a special serrated knife. I don't get it No it's 2018
0: You need a gadget for everything You need an app for everything I mean When I think of like The infomercials For said gadgets The only thing that comes to mind Like screaming come to mind Are the um The modern Tupperware commercials Where you see someone It's like Has this ever been you? And they open the cupboard up top And just Tupperware comes pouring Out like an avalanche Or They're trying to store food And then they fucking fumble with it And food spills everywhere and then you get this end-all, be-all product at the end of the commercial that, right, so, that renders yes, all Tupperware useless.
1: And I want to know who those people are, and I want to make a small recommendation real quick right here. It's always the so Midwest. On, so, on, so here's my recommendation. So on Reddit, there's a sub-community called Our Where Did the Soda Go? And <laughs> Where Did the Soda Go? And it's basically just founded around people failing in infomercials and it is it is exactly everything that you need in your life because it sounds like mary queen of knox you hate those silly part of infomercials uh-huh. and that's that's just going to be what you need it, it's like you know people dropping stuff out of cabinets and people not knowing how to pour milk it's it's all the, like <laughs> who can't pour milk is is the real thing you know
0: <laughs> middle class white moms and that's all it's always what they have in the commercial
1: Yes, I mean I don't know, but the point is, over-specialized kitchen gadgets—they are—they've gone too far. You know, you know
0: what?
1: They I think me. the other, yeah, the other problem is, you know, this is uh, my fiance and I. This is our first house. We recently bought a house. We Most only have us. so much room. Oh, thank you. We only have so much room. Um, you know, and if I had a room for every single kitchen gadget to fit inside my kitchen, I—I I don't think I would have any room for, for anything else. You no. know, it's just. For every magic bullet and for everything else in there, it would be ridiculous.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, that takes me into my next complaint, which is, Good. So, so jumping off of your useless kitchen gadget, I think, accoutrement, if you will.
1: Mm-hmm. I will.
0: Yeah, I will. Usually those things are pretty cheap. It's like, you know, order this for two ninety nine and blah, blah, blah. But this next gadget I'm about to talk about, just, it makes me dry heave. Because this is definitely, so we've got those gadgets that are geared towards, like, the middle class, you know, demographic of America. But then this one is for just clueless, I would also go so far as to say useless, rich people in America. Uh-oh. Yeah, oh, oh oh I'm talking about a product called the Juiceroo. And I'm not familiar with
1: that. Can you tell me about
0: it? Yeah, you're not. During soundcheck, you go, what is? Uh, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you, the Juiceroo is, it's only $400, so that's a steal. And it is a high-tech, futuristic alien juicer. You put, basically, a space-agey Capri Sun inside. You close the lid, you push a button, and it juices a whole six ounces of juice, but only if it's connected over Wi-Fi. Wait,
1: this is a juicer that needs Wi-Fi?
0: This is a juicer that does not work unless it is connected over Wi-Fi. And I saw a YouTube video of someone who cut open one of the packs, and it looks like the top green side of my Scotch-Brite sponge. It just is a mess. And they hand-pressed it. It, yeah, it's only six ounces of juice. You're not, you, there's no fruits that come with it. You put in a pack of something, you push a button, not too soon before you're checking for Wi-Fi, and you get a whole six ounces of juice for $400.
1: So I think this goes back to my previous complaint, because, right, let's imagine that someone yeah. wants some grapefruit juice out of this. They have to, you know, install the grapefruit juice DLC or something like that and uh-huh. drink their six ounces from it. Um <laughs> You know, they could just eat the grapefruit without cutting it apart with their grapefruit knife. And, you know, they would get more than six ounces of juice, probably. I mean, juicing in general is something that doesn't really make sense to me. Because, like, you're going to lose all the fiber. You're going to lose all the good stuff. Just eat the fruit, right? Doesn't Mm -hmm. that make sense to you?
0: Yeah, but pushing a button is, like, way easier than, like... More fun. ...cutting it. And it makes a noise. So, like... And plus... Only working hands touch knives, right? Why would a rich person cut something?
1: You're right. I, I'm forgetting that I'm a plebe who likes to cut, you know, and eat, actually eat my fruit instead yeah. of just drink it like a liquid. Well, because my <laughs> blue collar mouth has to chew.
0: Fucking blue collar people cutting shit with special knives. Like, how sick is that? We have now, <laughs> the, the, the specialty utensils are only for blue collar. I need to push a button. That's white collar.
1: Yeah, Uh, you know, what you would really need if you're going to be really white collar is to have your servant do it for you, but we're trying to act relatable. I'll just have Phoebe do it.
0: I'll just have Phoebe do it. That's fine. Isn't that the
1: point of having kids is that you have another pair of hands around the house?
0: Is it it not? Yeah, we play a thing called, ooh, you can be my sous chef, but really I just have her, like, wash vegetables for me. It's it's basically just an easy way to get her to be my sweatshop person.
1: Yeah, you, like, break the ends off of green beans and all kinds of stuff. Those are easy jobs, Yeah, she
0: eats that shit up, and I don't gotta pay her because I'm her mom, so... Okay, well, we are at a perfect halfway point, and since it's Patty's Day... Yes. I have a little St. Patrick's Day trivia for you, Max Power. Perfect. Okay. So it's just five... Wait. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Yeah, I've got a few questions for you, and a bonus question, and if you get the bonus question right, you get bragging rights. That's all you get. Okay. Okay. Are you ready?
1: Yes, I'll try
0: Okay. So what was the original color of St. Patrick's Day?
1: Oh, do I get choices? I just have to guess.
0: Yeah, you just have to guess. You don't get choices. I'll give you choices. All right. A- well, no, I
1: don't want to overthink it. You don't okay. have to give me things. Fake girls. I mean, I'm gonna I'm just gonna guess green, right? Because I feel like otherwise I'd be the guy that's overthinking it. Green final answer.
0: No, the answer is blue. Saint Patrick preached about the Holy Trinity through the symbol of the Shamrock, which was green. And green was also associated with the wee folk, which you said you're of Eastern European descent, so you guys don't have we folk, but I'm Scottish. So the wee folk are the little green folk that frolic around the Shire. And, I was and- say, is this like a J.R.R.
1: Yeah. Tolkien thing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, the, you know, the we folk the are also green, uh, which is associated with the show. So that that's how green got tied to St. Patty's Day.
1: Okay, that's new to me. And yes, and I want to make sure that I give this whole uh, disclaimer before we do the rest of these couple questions. I, my descent is of many nationalities and none of them are Irish, but we <laughs> will continue. None of them are Irish. <laughs> I'll try and get some questions right.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. And I just didn't assume you were Irish cause I would look like a total Schlemiel. So, okay, next question. Where is St. Patrick, are you laughing at me?
1: I'm not laughing at all. Okay. I think you had too much homemade Mike's hard lemonade.
0: That's true. Yeah, uh, where is St. Patrick from? A, England. B Wales, C Ireland or D Scotland?
1: Again, I, I don't want to overthink it, but it's got to be C Ireland, right? Final answer.
0: And nope, he's from B Wales.
1: Ah, this is killing me, actually, right it now. Is, okay, now we're gonna
0: we're gonna get off the Catholic shit
1: because uh, I love trivia. I love trivia. It's mm-hmm. my favorite. It's me too. Killing it.
0: Okay, well we're we're gonna get off the religious part. The next question. Kissing the Blarney Stone is believed to bestow what?
1: I'm going to say good luck.
0: No, the answer is the gift of gab.
1: I knew that too. It was all of this beer before. Did you, but you helping. didn't say it. Ah, You're right, though.
0: <laughs> okay, next question. What did St. Patrick supposedly chase out of Ireland?
1: I know this one. Do this you? This one is snake's. Some people interpret that as being like pagans that he was chasing out, but I'm going to say the answer is snakes.
0: You are correct, Max. Power. I got one The answer, the yes. answer is snakes, but one to four. But yeah, the answer is folly because there are no snakes in Ireland. The weather's too shitty, so because snakes he did don't a get even go there. Chasing them out. That's yeah. That's true. That's true.
1: Too shitty. You don't see any because he chased them all out. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise he wouldn't have been a very good saint.
0: Yeah, weather is a cop-out. It was definitely St. Patty. Okay, next question. Which famous actor from Ireland played Lawrence of Arabia?
1: <sighs> I am gonna guess the complete wrong answer and say Lawrence Olivier, even though that's wrong, because they're both A. What's the right answer? Mary Queen of Knots.
0: Okay, Um, I need you to get right with Jesus, first of all, because you sound like a cultured man, but from that answer, I would wager you don't watch a lot of classic movies.
1: No, no, just Netflix. Okay. Just, you know.
0: So the answer is Peter O'Toole, and just know I'm really disappointed in you.
1: I'll do better next time. Okay. Oh, cool, that's even Irish That fits along with it It
0: is, it's super Irish Okay, so next question I'm going to throw you a little softball This one's going to be easy
1: Well, now you've really set me up for failure
0: Okay What warriors invaded Ireland in the 9th and 10th centuries?
1: I'm going to say that's got to be the Vikings
0: Oh, you got Perfect. it okay, All that's the way from two.
1: Minnesota
0: There you go, swing and a hit Alright In which city is Guinness brewed?
1: Uh, That's gotta be Dublin
0: Hey, you got it Alright, hey,
1: thank you for restoring my confidence
0: That's that um, Hey, you are so welcome What are friends for, and fun fact for viewers Guinness is my favorite drink That is, I've got mixed drinks My husband, his favorite lately is uh, White Russians And he's got special gin I love a good Guinness, there's nothing better Okay, there's a bonus question for you, ready? Ready Okay so getting back to Guinness, how long is the Guinness factory lease for?
1: Hmm. I'm going to guess 999 years.
0: Ooh, 9,000 years. And I was off
1: only by a factor of 10.
0: That's so. Yeah, that's so true. And so the original lease they signed was for 9,000 years at a rate of – 45 irish pounds per year
1: that's a great rate i wish i could not have my property tax increased by that much and i'd be set
0: a steal right an absolute steal so max power good job not the best job on patty's day trivia but you were a good sport so congratulations like three
1: for nine maybe that's, that's a decent true. batting average in baseball that is. is not an irish sport that's true congratulations congratulations
0: all right, so now that we have finished up Irish trivia for St. Paddy's Day, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back.
1: Sounds great. Okay. Over oh, in many years ago,
0: my mother sang a song to me in songs and all, just the same brutality in our good old Irish way. And I'd give the world if she could sing that song. Of All right, guys, welcome back to episode four. I am sitting here with Max Power. And uh, before the break, we just finished up some uh, St. Patty's Day trivia. And we are going to go right back into filing complaints. So, Mr. Power. Yes. What would you like to file a complaint about?
1: Here's a complaint that I have. Um, I am just going to say that during my day job, I am a teacher. Uh, I of what? Work with, uh, of social studies to high school-aged children. Uh, and although I am not a psychology teacher, I have a psychology-related complaint to lodge with you.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, and the main complaint for today has to do with topic as a whole of multitasking. So do you ever multitask?
0: Uh yeah I mean I'd like to think I do as a as a especially a stay-at-home mother I'm definitely I feel like I'm juggling about 10 things at once but yeah, you know, I'm intrigued keeping 10
1: plates in the air right yeah. All right so here's the thing is according to psychology um, to some people that I've been speaking to apparently multitasking as we think about it in our minds is not actually a real thing What And yeah for real so it seems like you're doing two things at once but actually psychologically what your brain is doing is switching back and forth between different tasks.
0: Uh, I'm tri. What? That sounds pretty anti-mom. I'm triggered.
1: um, So here, let let me tell you something. (laughs) Have you ever been, for example, driving in the car, let me say you're like listening to the radio, listening to a podcast, Mm -hmm. and you say, wait a minute, like I was just listening to that. Like how did I not catch what they were saying and you have to rewind or you have to move back to like catch what you were just listening to. Has that ever happened?
0: That has, yes.
1: Yes, exactly. Because... Like I said, your brain is switching back and forth between tasks. The way that this is most relevant to my life has to do with when a child says that they are uh, both listening to me in class and also Snapchatting uh, with their friends, which uh, it's it's not a real thing, kids. You can't be listening to your social studies teacher and also on Snapchat at the same time. It's just not going to happen. So it's not going to. So, That's my right.
0: So my question is... <laughs> And this is definitely coming from a hard-ass person, and you sound, you sound like a teddy bear, so just hear me out. Why are you letting them Snapchat in
1: class? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's really one of those things of, you know, we try and, like, pound on them as much as possible to make sure that they're put away, mm-hmm. but it's kind of, we're not letting them, it's the excuse that they give when we're like, all right, child, let's go ahead and put your phone away. And they'll hit me with that, but I was listening. I was just doing both. So I have to come back with the, no, you weren't. Um, And it's just so crazy that these young people are lying to themselves about the fact that they think that they're doing both at the same time, when for sure, you are not.
0: So first of all, I remember being in middle school, and this was about the time that like our generation's potato phone came out. You know, the yes. really clunky Nokia, blah, blah, blah.
1: But I, the battery lasted for multiple days. I was all I about mean, that. I mean,
0: did it, though? Did it really? Not for the rich kids. It lasted, maybe, like, a day.
1: Maybe if you weren't really popular like me, you didn't have that many text messages. So. I, no didn't even, I
0: didn't even have a phone. I didn't get my first <laughs> cell phone until I was, like, 18 years old. So I remember specifically having a reading teacher in Mesquite, Texas. And, oh, I got a burp. And he, if he caught you using the phone in class, he had a fish tank, and he would just throw the phone in the fucking fish tank.
1: That's amazing. I wish I could do that. I mean, I don't do that we all? So
0: and then that segues into what I like to do as a parent because I am married to an engineer, and my daughter is a chip off the old block. They kind of get in their own. So hands. she's a nerd. Is
1: that what you said? She
0: hoard like she nerds so hard. And with that comes, you know, them, they get inside their heads, and it's not that they're zoning out. Their minds are just going a 1,000 miles a minute, and so if mm-hmm. I'm talking and they get that 1,000-yard stare, I know they're not listening. And so I'll go, <clears throat> and they'll snap out of it. I said, were you listening? And they go, yeah, yeah, I was listening, especially my husband. Were you listening? <laughs> yeah, no i was totally listening I, and so what i do what you should do as well is go what i just say and nine times out of ten he cannot repeat what i just said busted put your phone busted. yeah so I, I love
1: it it keeps him honest that's what you gotta do
0: it does absolutely so i would implore you to uh adopt the same tactic in your classroom you were listening really what i just say And then if they don't do it, I don't know. You teach in Texas? Yeah, if they don't know, I mean, you teach in Texas, so if they don't know, they like push ups or something, I don't know. Do they call you coach?
1: No. Oh, actually, that is a good point. I think because I'm a social studies teacher, there's like a 75% that I am a coach, but I'm one of the rare unicorns that is not a coach as a social studies teacher in texas oh my so. god that's
0: all i had in middle school was like coach johnson or coach whatever like are you even qualified to teach math you just want to be here for football
1: yeah pretty much but uh, <laughs> that- some of us some of us actually did come here to uh to teach kids all day i don't know it was kind of a weird decision to make oh bless
0: you you're actually bless doing your, your heart yeah bless your heart so good All right, well, that was a solid complaint. Kids, stop saying you're multitasking because you're not. you're
1: multitasking. You're not. It's a lie.
0: Absolutely not. Okay, I would like to file a complaint. And this, again, is something that people of our generation and younger like to do that I've noticed. And it really just, it makes me grind my teeth a little bit. So have you, Max Power, ever been talking to somebody and they've said... They're talking about whoever, and they go, oh, you've probably never heard of them. But in the age of information, I've got a phone in my pocket. Okay, no, give me 30 seconds, and I'll know all about them. I'll hear them about them now. Yeah, let's do it right now. I'll just Google it. You don't have to say anything to me. It's fine. So, yeah, someone did that to me the other day. and it, But this time it was, it was about something that I knew all about, but they were making it sound super just avant-garde, and there's no way anybody else could have heard of it. And then the flip side of that is someone who likes to seem like or come off as if they're aloof. Like, oh, I, I'm too busy reading articles and poetry. I don't know who that is. Someone did that to me the other day. She said, oh my God, have you heard that song? God, I'm trying to remember who it was by. It was like uh, Beyonce? I don't, have you heard of her? I don't, I think it is by, but Be- yes, babe, I've heard of Beyonce. And I know you've heard of Beyonce too. Stop.
1: Sit down. Yeah, I'm with you. There's, I feel like there's this whole subculture of people that, like, yeah, I get it. You know, I'm not gonna pretend that I spend my time listening to all like the most popular, whatever. But mm-hmm. just get a real big joy about, you know, oh, who is that? Per- I've never heard of I don't know, Justin Bieber before. Like, I've never, like you said, Beyonce before. <laughs> yes, you know who it is, and it does not make you cooler to pretend that you've never heard of them. You're not better <laughs> you than pretend, me. Pretend you haven't. <laughs>
0: So bad. So that's the that's complaint I like to file. Is stop acting like you're better than everybody else because you're not. And,
1: and the related one in there is, you know, oh, well, you know, I just I just deleted my Facebook. I just couldn't <laughs> keep up with it anymore. And, and, and the thing is about deleting Facebook is if people really wanted to delete Facebook, they would just be gone like a fart in the wind. But everybody has to have this big speech <laughs> on their wall. Hello, friends. Today <laughs> I have decided that I just can't blah, 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 blah. Here's my whatever name at gmail.com if you would like to keep in touch. I want to live a more authentic life. Shut up. Like, They're still all over Instagram. You yeah, you're still on Instagram. You're still making this whole speech. And you are, I promise you, you're going to see how many likes and comments you get on that post before you delete it for real. Oh, absolutely.
0: So. And while they're typing that post, they're multitasking and Snapchatting at the same time.
1: Lies. Lies all around.
0: It's all <laughs> lies. It is all lies. God, last week I talked about, like in the Snapchat or Instagram stories, how you see people just taking video of themselves, just looking at the camera. They're not saying anything of note, nothing intellectual. It's just them looking into the camera. Here's me. Hey. It... So, do
1: you do you want to know why that is? At least with teenagers, this is another gripe that I could go off on. Narcissism. And well, yes, megalomania. More <laughs> specifically, mm-hmm. so there's this feature on Snapchat. And I didn't know about this because I don't have one. I do have Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. um, and some other stuff, but apparently, there's this thing on there called Snap Streaks. And so, what? let's say, you know, Kevin and I have been Snapchatting back and forth for ten days in a row. Um, if we stop Snapchatting back and forth, we're going to lose what's known as our snap streak. It was going to count up to 11, but it's going to go all the way down to zero.
0: It sounds like an underwear stay. It's, uh, it's not
1: smart. A snap streak. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, And that's why when I'm talking about these kids that are like glued to their phones, they're like, I have to send this picture right now. And again, it's just a picture of their face with some text below it. Uh-huh. It's because they have to keep their snap streak going. Because they're up at two hundred days with their friend, and they might have a hundred different friends if they have a snap streak running with it. If oh. they let it lapse, apparently that would be the end of the world. And I'm also realizing now that I've had a couple drinks, I actually sound like the old man who's yelling at a cloud. And Don't I we never though? Thought, Don't we though? My God. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even in my thirties yet. I'm like, I feel like I'm too young to be yelling at kids to get off my lawn, but it's kind of a problem. <laughs>
0: But oh my God, can you imagine how our parents felt like when MySpace came around or just oh, they were the, probably
1: terrified. Of the it.
0: internet in general, like goddamn youths. <laughs> just, and just, it's the unfortunate name of Snapchat streaks. I just it may oh God, it just oh God, it makes yeah, I didn't create any streaks
1: in my life. I don't need them in my. Wo- I don't <laughs> need them on my windows. I need them on my underwear. Don't
0: need any shoes. It's so bad. The world is awful. All right. Um. So I would like to file a complaint. I don't know if you've ever run into someone like this, but it's someone who likes to brag, almost like a humble brag. But it's I had I haven't had a insert thing here. In like three years, whether it's meat or heroin or whatever, it just.
1: (laughs) Well, in all fairness, I've not had any heroin in almost 30 years. So I to not deal with that. But Uh yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, I'm like, who are you trying to fool with this? All right. It's like, I I, I haven't had any. What what are you going to do? I mean, was there anything recently that happened that like put this on your mind?
0: Well, yeah, it was at the market, and there's this guy that works there who's a vegan. Which that's fine. I used to be a vegan as well, but he good for the environment. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He saw what was in my cart, and I had eggs and cheese and blah blah blah. And he said, "Oh, why is all that in your cart?" And I'm like, "Well, okay, well, that's what we're we're eating right now." I'm like, "It's expensive, and I'm just I gotta feed my family." And then the conversation, it was only like a two minute time span, but the conversation got around to how he hadn't had meat in three years. I'm like, okay, his first mistake was assuming that I cared. (laughs) <laughs> but then I countered with and I don't know what got into me but he was like I haven't had meat in three years and I said I haven't had a bowel movement in two weeks what's your point right. like, well and that's not true but I just wanted to let him know I didn't care and that message got across pretty quick because the interaction ended almost immediately after that and he left me to my cheese and eggs I'll tell you that much
1: I was gonna say, if that was true though, it'd probably be because you're having so much meat and, and all the kind of stuff you had she- about. Yeah,
0: it's all the cheese for sure. Absolutely It's totally not true, by the way. I just I like it but if you're bragging that you haven't had a banana in a couple months or meat yeah, three ridiculous. years. Like no one needs to know that. Unless it's like heroin, which even still the most reaction you're gonna get out of me is Wow. Like that's I mean, what do you want me to say? I don't So now I just counter with bowel movements and that ends it pretty quick.
1: Well, I mean, I think that makes sense, though, because now I mean, I mean, I'm on the same. uh, You made me think of another complaint, which is uh, apparently on the Internet, which my thinking out loud proves that I spend way too much time on the Internet. There's this (laughs) whole just people think it's a hilarious joke to be like, man, you know, Taco Bell or whatever fast food restaurant, I mean, that's just going to make your bowels go crazy, blah, blah, blah. Well, I mean, yeah, if you have a garbage diet in the first place and you never eat any like vegetables, because (laughs) I think here's what we've discovered. Um, because I don't know, I like to try to think that I eat, you know, a good amount of vegetables, a good amount of, you know, different balance diet every so often. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can eat, you know, a couple different varied items and it's not going to make my body go crazy. Mm-hmm. But let's just say if you're subsisting on hot Cheetos and Mountain Dew all day long, <laughs> and then you're going to insert all of this, you know, foreign material into your body. Yeah, I think you are going to go just a little bit crazy. Just a so, so- uh, Let's maybe take a look at yourself before you uh, decide to, uh, I don't know, <laughs> just act like all all this different food is going to make you go crazy.
0: Oh, my God. So that's my complaint, guys. Don't brag about you not having shit for X amount of time. No one cares. No one cares. Yeah, no, no one cares. No, it's not a problem. All right. Next complaint for you. You're up.
1: Oh, I mean, I I think I think my main complaint has just got to be, yeah, I I don't want to hear about how uh, about how fast food is going to make going to make your body go wild. But uh, I don't know. Oh, no, actually, now I do have one. Cause you reminded me on fast food. I think maybe one of my huge complaints has got to be bragging about not knowing how to do something. Um. So may, maybe like how I've seen this the most in my life is, I mean, I like to cook. Fairly often, right? As I imagine you cook every so often, yeah? Uh
0: Uh-huh, every day. Right. So,
1: I mean, because that's just one of the things that you got to do every so often as an adult. Uh Uh-huh. I feel like I have friends or maybe acquaintances in my life that will say, oh, man, I could, you know, I'm just so hopeless. If I had to make scrambled eggs, that would just kill me. Like, I can hardly boil water, right? (laughs) Well, get your life together because cooking is a skill that we all need to have unless you're a millionaire and have a private chef. Uh, You better figure it out, right? I mean, mean, that's just natural selection. Yeah, why do people, like, brag about not being able to to do really, really basic stuff? Like, I don't get that.
0: Yeah, it's almost like they're bragging about being incompetent. That's all I hear. And furthermore, what I hear when they say, I can't even boil water. (laughs) Like, all I'm hearing is, okay, fine, that's more water for me when the apocalypse comes around.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't have to worry about you. When, when uh, coming into my compound. Yeah, all I need to
0: worry about is which part of you is most tender because I'm probably going to eat you.
1: And because you've just been subsiding on Easy Mac, all of you is the most tender. Oh yes,
0: super (laughs) (laughs) fat. Is it bad that I can already think of at least three people that I'm like, I could eat you, dog?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm imagining them in my mind right now. The point is, (laughs) now that the internet exists there's basically very few things where it's like i have no idea how to do that thing there's well, no excuse learn. with youtube there's youtube yeah. there's WikiHow. how you can figure it out no excuse and trial and error you'll get it but like anyone can figure out how to cook anyone can do this and that it'll be no big deal now that the <laughs> internet exists you have no excuse for not being an adult <laughs> if you have you know it, it'll be it'll happen
0: you know what, though? Those are probably the same people. It's like, oh, uh, like, what is the internet? I've never heard of it.
1: Well, <laughs> those are probably the same people that when they get to the airport, they say, three ounces of liquid. What does that mean? <laughs> you know you know that I'm right. Those are the same people. <laughs> Wait, there was Or a they t- read the sign that says, you have to take your laptop out of your case when you take it through the, you know, baggage scan. They say, I don't know what that means or if that applies to me.
0: What is 9-11? What is that? I don't even... Yeah. I
1: don't even, exactly. Read directions, people. It's not that hard.
0: It's not that hard. People are the worst. Oh, my God. Is it my turn or is it your turn?
1: I think it's your turn because I had the complaint about people bragging about not knowing how to do oh, basic stuff. Oh, that's
0: true. Okay. Um. Well, since we were just talking about food, my next one is completely applicable. Have you ever gone to take a bite of food... And instead of biting said food, you actually just bite the fork like you're the fucking Iron Giant. Just...
1: Oh, I hate that. Just... No, that's the worst. That means I have done it, yes.
0: And it radiates through your skull, and you actually have to physically regroup before you revisit the food. It's just... Uh, I can't even I'm imagining it right now I feel it in my face it's I think the
1: big thing it it takes you out of the whole experience of eating because it's kind of like when you're watching a really good movie like when you're eating a really good meal you're kind of like engrossed in the whole experience and then Mm -hmm. you take a bite of that metal and you're Mm -hmm. like oh wait I'm just like back in this again and this is terrible and now (laughs) I just have to like regroup myself and kind of psych myself back up again for enjoying this experience. Yeah, that's the worst.
0: And everybody has their thing, right? Like, my husband, he hates the sound. Like, so for some people, it might be nails on a chalkboard. For me, it's biting a fork. For him, it's scratching cardboard.
1: Interesting.
0: I don't know if you have a thing. For me, it's nails on a chalkboard or paper cuts in between your fingers. Like, I imagine a slight... And I blame that solely on the show Jackass. They would take paper and just cut in between their toes or fingers,
1: See, I think I'm with, I think the sound of somebody biting into a fork is just, like, the worst sound in the world. Oh. Like, maybe worse than nails on a chalkboard. It makes like, me I don't want to hear that.
0: Oh, God, it just makes me have dirt face. Like, I just, oh, I can't. <laughs> the actual worst, I think. All right, you're up.
1: I'm up. Uh, what do I have? It's the spring right now. Um, I've been doing some work out in my yard earlier this week because I'm mm-hmm. on spring break um i guess my complaint right now has got to be um why do yards exist i mean (laughs) why do you think why am i pouring my labor and my energy into keeping grass alive
0: rich white property owners from
1: i know from the days of yore i've only got the second half of that if i had the rich part it would not be that big of a problem (laughs) Do you understand what i'm saying for sure because I would have somebody else do this. But really, like, I, I feel like this is one of those things that everybody kind of understands. It's like, wouldn't it be so much better if everybody who has a house, if we were using our backyard to, like, grow food in or something like that, or at mm-hmm. least just have whatever natural uh, natural grass grow in it. But no, instead, I have to spray poison all over my yard that my <laughs> dog and I want to <laughs> run around in. And then hopefully, like, Throw seed everywhere that that hopefully um, some non-native grass will grow in. Like it's crazy. How do we all get suckered into this?
0: I don't know. We, we like we're we're so torn because we don't want to stay in Southern California. Um, we want property to just kind of be secluded on and kind of not necessarily live off grid, but kind of, you know like out of the out in the sticks a little bit. But then the flip side of that is God, do we want to maintain all that? It just sounds exhausting. So like people in Europe, we went to. Austria and Denmark recently, and the thing over there is less is more. So people kind of live in the cities and they have their apartments, and they're cool with that. So maybe the idea of yards and more property is more of like a Western American thing. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
1: but uh, but I say though at the same time I'm just criticizing myself. So we have our dog, we have our little puppy, and she loves running around in the yard. And mm-hmm. I I feel like I would just feel so sad shoving her up in my apartment. You know, we have to go down six stories just in order to take her out. Like, it's so fun for her to be able to run around in the yard. So I'm just so torn. I guess, would she be happy running around in the dirt, or does it have to be yard?
0: I think dogs don't really give a shit. Perfect. Perfect.
1: <laughs> You've solved my problem. <laughs> See, that's
0: what we're here for, is to solve the world's problems and get a good buzz on.
1: <laughs> well, the second half is definitely working sitting out in the sun right now, it's beating down, it's oppressive.
0: I mean, that is that is the nice part is kind of, I, I don't know, how close are your neighbors? Are you in the suburbs?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a city, but I would call my neighborhood suburban-ish. Yeah, I mean, the, my neighbors are within your shot if I needed to shout.
0: Because the best part for me about kind of living out in the sticks, especially growing up on an island, like a secluded island, I can just go out in the backyard and not hear anything just birds Uh, and i think i need that yeah maybe some frogs and and that was it and that i feel like is the best for the soul you know because we're next to a highway and the house is empty right now and if i weren't recording i could go outside and hear cars on the highway
1: yeah i feel like that's not good for the soul right I mean, it's got to be line.
0: bad for your high health range. as well. Like, not even soul, just health-wise, that can't be high good for High voltage
1: power lines, that's probably not good for you to, to <laughs> sleep underneath <laughs> those, that kind of thing. Oh,
0: God. But no, yeah, I totally agree. Yards are kind of, if you're living in a suburb or a city, they're kind of redundant. But if you f- fully love gardening and farming and you want grass, and bl- go for it. But yeah, no, sure. laying, laying down poison's kind of weird. There's got to be something a little easier.
1: Right. Maybe goats. I have some friends that came over to my house recently. They said, just get some goats. They said they'll take care of everything.
0: See, that's what we would do. If we got some property, we would just get some sheep or some goats, and then I don't have to deal with it.
1: Yeah, they'll mow it for you.
0: Yeah, and you can milk
1: the goats. And eat them if you really need. But that would make me sad, I think. Mm. You know... I think in a a pinch, you would do it. I haven't had a goat in so many years. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I think in a pinch, you would do it. I think if
0: if push came to shove, it would be... If
1: if the apocalypse happened, like we said, all these people have said, I can't even eat a goat. I would would say, let me show you, but I'm not letting you into my compound because you're useless, apparently.
0: Oh, absolutely. I remember (laughs) growing up, this was just after 9-11 happened. We were living in Mesquite. We had a pool. We had two big St. Bernards and a German Shepherd. And my dad and my mom, I remember, I was maybe 12 years old. I vividly remember them talking in the kitchen about a game plan. Okay, if anything kicks off, what are we going to do? And they were going through it, and I'm asking my dad, what are we going to do, dad? And he goes, well, we can drink the pool water and eat the dogs. It's not that big of a deal. And that was his game plan. If we're out of food dog steaks, and pool water.
1: Do your parents have a bug-out bag? Like, are they ready? Oh,
0: oh absolutely. Shit, fan. Absolutely. And I feel like shit because I should have a bug-out bag because we're, we're getting ready for the big one at any moment. And earthquakes scare me more than any other natural disaster because I don't know when it's going to hit.
1: Yeah, you're on that West Coast 9 magnitude earthquake is going to come in. It's just a matter of time.
0: Absolutely. And we don't, so our house, we don't have an attic. It's just... A little cottage uh all this shit's coming down and i don't yeah. have a bug out pack and i don't sleep in pjs so i'll just be that unprepared lady with no clothes on the news going i didn't see it coming the house just started shaking
1: <laughs> well i mean un- i mean well not unrelated but related in terms of natural disaster so my fiance's family so they're from hawaii Oh. And uh, I don't know if you remember a couple months ago when there was the whole, like, missile attack scare of, like, the false alarm and from, people oh. thought it was, like, a North Korean missile. Do you remember that? Absolutely. Yeah, so when this went off in Hawaii, uh, my fiance had a big fight with her parents because when that happened, apparently they, like, just blew it off. And obviously it was a false alarm, which we're all happy about. But they're like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, there's no way that's real. Uh, and they didn't do anything. So she got into it with her parents, like, well, what if this had been a real thing? Like, you would have just gotten vaporized or whatever. So uh, ever since then, they've become the whole, like, all right, we're going to live in Hawaii. We need to prep. We got to have a bug out bag. We got to have our purified water tablets, all that kind of business. So I think that was a, a wake up call for them. Got to be prepared.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, we're trying to prepare as best. we. I mean, how can you prepare for a missile attack or an earthquake, but I gave my husband an ultimate. I'm like, listen, I know you're enjoying your job, but this is bullshit. you got two more years and then we're out. Like, it just, it's too much stress for me. Because when we lived in Texas, you know, before we moved out here, it's, oh my God, I want to get out of here. This weather's so annoying, blah, blah, blah. But now being out here, we've experienced a couple earthquakes, very minor, very minor, but it was just enough. And now I'm going, I would take a tornado over an earthquake any day of the week. Because you know when it's coming, you get a fair amount of warning, you can get your shoes on, get up to a storm shelter if you have one. Like, there's kind of this window of, all right, let's get ready, let's get the hell out of Dodge. But with an earthquake, it, and most of them come at night. Whatever, really? that. That's yeah, Either early, early in the morning. The first one we ever experienced, we were up at five thirty, six 6 o'clock in the morning, uh, Phoebe was a baby, so I was feeding her her morning bottle, and the whole apartment complex swayed back and forth. And that w- and it was just a second. It was just a, but that's enough. That was enough for me. I'm in my moo. I'm feeding my baby a bottle
1: completely unprepared. I was like, I can't handle this. That's crazy. I feel like I've only been in, like, really baby, like, Texas earthquakes. So... I mean, I feel like we've had earthquakes that have started popping off ever since. People say it's got to have to do with like all the fracking and stuff like that. Maybe, totally is. but I was living in Dallas at the time, and there it had to be small, like less, you know, maybe magnitude two or something like that. But yeah, the whole building started shaking. It was crazy. I was like, I don't know how people live with this. Like, it's crazy. I it just seemed wild.
0: I can't do it. Well, but some people here are very nonchalant. Even people that I've talked to who lived down on the coast. I'm like, yo. If the big one hits and you live down on the coast, what are you gonna do? They're like, well, I guess it hits. I'm like, are you fucking? I don't understand people who go, if I die, I die, and they've got <laughs> kids. I've got kids. I'm like, I can't understand that because if the big one hits and you live on the coast, you're just gonna slip off into the ocean, and then the tsunami's gonna hit, and you're just gone.
1: Yeah, well, they know how to swim. They're not the people who brag about not knowing how to swim. So. I mean, they yeah. kind
0: of. It's southern. California. They're in an ivory tower. They just, uh, it's an earthquake Yeah, I don't even know how to swim But I remember I was pregnant with Phoebe And we were living Relatively close to my in-laws And they had a storm shelter And so usually when a tornado was imminent We would drive out to the country And go to their house Because they had the storm shelter And there were a couple of times during our visit Where we had to go out to the storm shelter But the second time we had to do it I remember looking at my mother-in-law I'm like, are you coming? she goes like she could not have been bothered to go out to that storm shelter again which was just in the backyard she's like oh like ah
1: come on she goes you
0: know what i think i'm just gonna stay here hopefully i'll get impaled verbatim she said to me hopefully i'll get impaled by a two by four and it'll be done i'm like okay that's great but i'm literally carrying your first grandchild can you not talk like that
1: well, maybe that was a test. As her mother and as your mother-in-law, she wanted to see how you would respond and if you were too blasé about it. I that, mean, I, I think my my out.
0: general knee-jerk reaction to things is to be pretty blasé. I go, "Oh, okay," but in my head, I'm going, "Can you not right now? Just get the guy in a storm shelter." She
1: <laughs> That's just, amazing. <laughs> well,
0: she's pretty amazing. She's majestic. She is a creature unto herself. So, God bless. Okay, well, that was that was a good complaint to file. <laughs> definitely <laughs> all right so the last one i think it's my turn yeah
1: yeah last one
0: all right last one all right my last complaint i would like to file
1: is door-to-door
0: petitions
1: Ooh. tell me more because i feel like this is inspired <laughs> by something in your life
0: oh absolutely so i'm gonna tell this story while not getting political
1: <clears throat> do it this is a challenge it's like this, walking on a tightrope
0: this is a challenge so I get a lot of people who come door to door. I've had Jehovah's Witnesses. I have had Mormons. I kind of get a slew of people that come door to door, going, "Here's some literature. Here's some pamphlet. Whatever." And I've gotten a couple of petitions, um, but the latest one kind of drove me to the drink a little bit. And it was, was it? two mothers came to my door, khaki shorts. In their 40s, super adorable. I'm like, oh, my God, ladies, good morning. I'm like, what can I do for you? And they said, okay, we're going door to door with a petition. I'm like, okay, Leah, let's hear it. And they've kind of got, like, the stereotypical mom image written all over them. I said, yeah, let's hear it. And they said, we're going door to door with a petition uh, to arm our local teachers. I said, ugh are you out of your fucking minds? This was the only time I've ever had someone on my doorstep where I said, yeah, off my fucking porch.
1: Oh my gosh. I think I'd do the same thing,
0: man. So if it's something super political or religious or whatever, don't go door to door, don't go door to door. Send an email. It's much less egregious. It's much less invasive. Even the guys that come to my door who are Jehovah's witness, they hand me their pamphlet. They are these, they're so adorable. They're in their 60s or 70s. They're in their linen suits like it's, oh, brother, where art thou? And I don't, yeah. have, I don't have the heart to tell them I'm not Jehovah's Witness. Like, they've been coming to my house for six months, every Thursday at 10 a.m. It's Jim and Paul, and they just are adorable and I read the literature because next week I know they're coming and we're going to discuss it.
1: You got to be ready.
0: Yeah, they fully think I'm Jehovah's Witness. I just, I don't have the heart to tell them that ain't me. And, you know, the little Mormon boys that stop by and their little ties and their backpacks and their name tags. I just, I take their shit and I send them on their way. But if you have a super, like, you know it's controversial. Don't go door to door. I will tell you to piss off.
1: Or at least if you're gonna to go to door to door, you gotta pretend to be like a little apologetic. Like, oh no, completely oh, I'm sorry for this inconvenience.
0: Yeah, no. They were completely unapologetic. They wore scrunch clearly these ladies did not give a fuck because they were wearing scrunchies and pleated khaki shorts. It just brought me screaming back to nineteen ninety four and they were like, Let's arm local teachers and I just I didn't even have a bra on. I was not ready for this. And they were just like, "Let's put guns in our schools." And I no, said, "No, no one
1: can discuss gun rights without a brazier on." No, they acquired.
0: can't. And if you, you can, the then I could probably guess which state you're from. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So that's my last complaint. Is please, please, please take your controversial door-to-door petitions somewhere else,
1: and at least let me put a bra. on. And yeah, and at
0: least you know i'm not gonna have a bra on god so (laughs) anyway so that is our we covered i don't think i've covered this much in one episode
1: yeah we were rocking and rolling absolutely
0: yeah every time my mom listens to a podcast she's like y'all talk about stuff too long so mom this is for you shout out to lola lipschitz in dallas this is for you (laughs) you got it (laughs) you got it absolutely okay So as per huge at the end of each episode, I want to end on a good positive note with some life advice and then a nice recommendation for whatever. So max power, first of all, thank you for being our guest.
1: Absolutely. I
0: really appreciate it. So what sort of life advice or words of wisdom would you like to bestow upon our listeners?
1: Here's, here's the life advice that I can give you. And again, Uh I made a reference to this for your listeners. Again, I was a teacher earlier. Uh Um, it's so underrated. It's really just uh, life is so much easier if you're going to be kind to the people that you are working with. Yes. And whether it is people at TSA, whether it is the people coming to you door to door trying to sell you some kind of business, these interactions are going to be so much easier if you try to grease them just a little bit with a little bit of tact. So uh, <laughs> it is unbelievable how many people, I mean, and I'm sure you understand this, Mary, Queen of Knox, how many mm-hmm. people are going to go through life. Um, without any kind of uh, tact or regard at all. Absolutely. so uh, always always be looking to that. I think that's just my main advice. It's simple, but I think it's true.
0: A hundred percent. well, and I will echo that with just keep it simple, guys. As you go through life, just think, do I really need the grapefruit knife?
1: No, do exactly. I, yeah, do
0: do I really need the extra bags and jars through TSA? Do I really need to... Don't ever think it. Yeah, do I really need to, you know, try and pull a fast one on my teacher and look like a total schmo and say, I'm multitask. Just think about it. Keep it simple. <laughs> Just... If I go through another TSA line and I see someone with 60 bags and a neck pillow...
1: You're
0: going to see me on the news. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. And then what recommendation have you brought for us?
1: All right. Well, I was talking about a podcast earlier. Let me talk about another podcast because I referenced about the fact that I spend too much time on the internet. Um, There's an awesome podcast I really like. It's called Reply All. Like you do to an email when you reply all to everybody in your organization, you have no tact. Um, It's basically (laughs) a podcast all about the internet. So basically um, telling like weird tales that you wouldn't imagine, like people that are getting spoofed calls coming from all over the place, um, or like the guy that flies to India and tries to investigate in person the spam emails that he is getting. Um, It's just like a really fun, like weird, far out podcast. I really like it a lot. It also does a really good job of explaining all those internet things that you feel out of the loop on. Uh, because you're a mom, and you're like, how am I supposed to keep up with this? It's good times. So Reply All, that's the podcast I have as a recommendation, if you, like me, spend too much time on the internet.
0: That is solid. Well, and it's refreshing, because the last two podcasts, my guests have recommended My Favorite Murder, so I'm glad you did not recommend My Favorite
1: Murder. (laughs) I wanted to change it up.
0: Man. Okay, so my recommendations are we just recently had, so on the weekends, that's my husband and I. It's time to sit and have movie night and take a load off. And we just recently, we don't go to the movies. So yeah. we we have to record stuff and, you know, wait later. So we watched, finally, Girl on a Train. Have you seen that?
1: No, I've heard of it, though. It's
0: so good. I wouldn't even call it a psychological thriller. It's just... It's like a psychological who done it. It's so good. It's got Emily Blunt and Justin Theroux, or Thoreau, however you want to pronounce it. It's one
1: of those. That'll be your topic for next week's rant. It's like figure out how to pronounce your name. It's
0: fine. Well, that he's it
1: too complicated for he's us. He's
0: related to the documentarian Through.
1: Oh, so let's say Theroux then.
0: Yeah, it's through Let's keep it easy. It's got so it's got them. It's fantastic. So I definitely recommend Girl on the Train*. And then the show I'd like to recommend I don't know, I don't know if you're into foreign shows sure. at all, but I've recently the past maybe two years I've gotten really into foreign shows. American shows to me are very whiny and they drag on too long. Like I feel like you have a scene where someone's got a gun to someone else and they say i'm gonna shoot you and then it drags out over four episodes in foreign shows if they say they're gonna shoot or slap you they do it within 30 seconds they do it yeah they do it within 30 seconds and then you've just got all this stuff packed into one episode and you're kind of left going what just happened so the show i'd like to recommend is called babylon berlin and you, it's a German show. You can find it on Netflix. It it's is. It's not the German
1: takeoff of Babylon Five, is it? No, that's
0: no, 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 no. Really it, it's though. based on um, the series is Babylon Berlin. It's a book series, and it's written by Volker. I can't remember his name, but the show's fantastic. And it's like a detective whodunit set in 1928. It is so good. At first, my husband was like, oh, I can't get into this. But the more we got into it, he's like, Do you want to watch Babylon Berlin tonight? So good. It is so Perfect. Good. I'm
1: going to have to check that out.
0: Yeah, so watch Girl on the Train and check out Babylon Berlin. Those are my recommendations.
1: Do it. You should listen to Reply All. It's going to explain everything on the internet. It'll oh, be yeah. good times.
0: I just wrote it down, so I'm absolutely going to listen to it. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we have had a fantastic fourth episode. Thank you so much to everybody. I can see on my account who listens and who doesn't. Thank you so much to all the listeners. I really, really appreciate it. Um, If you like the podcast, give it a rating. If not, piss off, listen to something else. Um, A big thank you to Max Power. I appreciate you. Thanks for getting buzzed and coming on.
1: Thanks for inviting me.
0: Absolutely. We'll have you back. And everyone have a great weekend. Happy St. Patty's Day.
1: Bye. Happy St. Patty's Day. Bye. Thank you.